With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Good evening, everyone. Hockey fans everywhere. Welcome to the Belly Up Sports Hockey Super Show. Again, as always, we're brought to you by Belly Up Sports. Before we get into tonight's discussion, we just want to remind you. I just want to remind you about our social media channels uh, on Twitter. It's at Belly Up Hockey, Facebook.com forward slash Belly Up Sports. On YouTube, it's YouTube.com forward slash at Belly Up Sports. And if you could, if you're watching live or you're watching on replay, why don't you please do us a favor and go ahead and smash that like button. Smash it responsibly. We're going to go ahead and introduce our panel for tonight. So without further ado, let's introduce our panel. Let's bring in our one of a time. So from the Captain Lou extravaganza all the way from Michigan, we've got Lou Gamelin. Lou, how are we doing today, bud? I'm doing great, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. It's great to start talking hockey. Absolutely, for sure. Season's upon us, and we're going to get right into it. So, our next our next panelist is uh, is a is a writer with Belly Up Sports. We've got Brian Germanaro. Brian, how's it going tonight? Pretty good, pretty good. Excited to talk hockey with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to have you on from the fourteen twenty Sports Podcast. We've got Brent Redlinski. Brett, Brent, how are we doing today? I'm doing very well. Good to talk some hockey. Baseball season's officially over around this part of the world, so let's uh, <laughs> let's get into some hockey talk. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. And we're going to bring in our very special guest from the Rod Peterson Show, which you can watch weekdays from at 12 noon on YouTube or on Game Plus. You can also listen to his new podcast, the Cats and Bolts podcast, uh, with uh, Serena Taylor. He's co- he's down in Florida. By way of Saskatchewan, we've got Mr. Rod Peterson. Rod, how are you doing tonight? Uh, very well, guys. Good to see everybody. Thanks for including me. No, thanks for thanks for being a, taking time out of your schedule to to be with us tonight. We do appreciate it. We're excited to talk some hockey with you. So we're gonna get started right away, and we're gonna talk about when we last left the NHL season back in June. 
the Vegas Golden Knights were holding up the Stanley Cup trophy at T-Mobile Arena. And Rod, you covered the Florida Panthers closely since you're down in Florida now. Coming back into the season, what's the what's the vibe in Florida? <laughs> what? Yeah, okay. I have thoughts on that. Uh, thanks for the we see. Sorry that this thing's already fallen. That didn't take long, did it? <laughs> so hot. It's still so hot. Um, what's Magic of live television. Yeah. <laughs> They're a very confident team coming back. So I've been around this game a long time. My dad worked at the NHL for 26 years, won the Stanley Cup in 1999 with Dallas. I've seen winning teams. I've seen losing teams. And the whole Panthers franchise just has a lot of confidence. And I, I think that's a good thing. But the fact that you went to the Stanley Cup final last year doesn't guarantee you anything. And you guys all know that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't guarantee you squat. So um, I've spent a lot of time with Panthers people, uh, media, hockey people over the last month through training camp, the rookie camp. And um, their team was picked. They're like most teams this month going into training camp in the regular season camp was a formality. It was to find out depth, you know, but it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of jobs open. So Florida is a good team. Guys, you know, all the names, Bobrovsky, Kachuk, Barkov, they're all back. Uh, and they're not all healthy. Aaron Ekblad uh, and Brandon Montour will not start the year. They're talking Christmas for their top two defensive pair to come back, but they're, they're a good team. They expect to be in the playoffs for a fifth consecutive year. They're just maybe a little more confident than I'd like to see. They're not angry. Like Vegas, I think you guys have all followed teams that have lost out along the playoff trail or lost out in the Stanley Cup final. They come back angry. And I don't see that with these guys. So we'll see how they respond. So like a certain team in the uh, in the Garden State, which is my team, the New Jersey Devils, it seemed like the Florida Panthers just came out of nowhere, especially in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That rally to the Stanley, to the playoffs as a wild card and that wild comeback against Boston, down 3-1 in what is statistically the greatest season of all time. And they ride that momentum all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Do you think that now people are – a lot of other teams out there are starting to see are starting to see Florida and as opposed to coming out of the gate, as opposed to being a surprise, do you think Florida might have a target on their back coming into the season? I think they've had a target on their back for a while. They won the President's Trophy two years ago. Mm-hmm. So the Florida Panthers are a entity. They're a legitimate entity in the National Hockey League. I mean, what they did last year was unexpected, obviously. Not just knocking off Boston. And you can call it the biggest upset of all time, which it was statistically, or the biggest choke of all time. I don't know if you got Bruins fans on here or not. It was a little bit of both. But, you know, I'm, I am... A big numbers guy. I love stats. I don't run my life on them. I'm not like, like baseball. But the Panthers were only in a playoff spot for 28% of the regular season. For 72% of the year, they were out of a playoff spot. I didn't expect. I wrote them off at Christmas. I wrote them off at Valentine's Day. I wrote them off going into the playoffs that they weren't going to last. And they shoved it down my throat. So... And what they're chalking that up to, by the way, is Paul Maurice coming in last year in his first season, and it took him until Christmas to get onto his systems, which was a fact. I saw that. But they're saying, hey, we're starting. We're hitting the ground running this year with Pomo in year two. So I I don't think they'll take anybody 
by surprise. I get where you're coming from, Ryan, and I think they did catch teams off guard in the playoffs last year. That's not going to happen this year. Ryan, when we got together last time to the midseason report there for Belly Up Sports, the hockey show we did, I, I said the biggest disappointment in hockey at, at that point was Paul Maurice and the Florida Panthers, and they they shoved it up my uh, rear end a little bit with the way they finished off. But they, they 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 didn't get anything going like you were saying, Rod. That they just had nothing going. Uh, Matthew Kachuk came and he uh, all of a sudden just bang bang, and he was the guy who pretty much took that team on his back. And if he didn't get hurt in those playoffs last year, you don't know what what might have happened with the uh, against Las Vegas. But I was sh- I was shocked that they got into the playoffs, and when they beat Boston, I think that was the the biggest shock on the on the planet because Boston with their 130 five points or whatever they had last year it was uh, a shock to see that uh, that the uh, that uh, the Florida Panthers did what they did I don't think anybody especially at Christmas time like you were saying Rod that anybody would have thought that Florida would have been a, a Stanley Cup finalist you you would have you you would have lost a lot of money I, I, I would have thought uh yeah well listen I don't know where you guys are on culture but I am a huge 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 culture person and Paul Maurice got a lot of credit for getting him the Stanley Cup final, and that's great. He deflected it all. And he goes, I walked into a great situation. And they've got a tremendous culture here to the, to the degree that at the trade deadline, if you guys remember, they were one of only like two or three teams that didn't make one trade last year. Yeah. Despite all their problems in the regular season, Bill Zito was like, I believe in this group. And you knew he had to have consulted with Paul Maurice. So clearly he agreed. And that belief in the room was a big reason, I think, to propel them to the Stanley Cup final. And I'm with you on the Kachuk thing. He just was non-existent in the Stanley Cup final. Not his fault, but it was amazing he went as far as he did with a broken sternum. And it's actually amazing to me that he's going to start next week in game one. <laughs> Good genes, I guess, maybe. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, Rod, is I want to go back to a comment you made about Boston. I, what I loved about it was they they beat Boston at their own game. Kachuk took a page out of Brad Marchand's playbook, and they had Boston on their heels. And I love that. I just love when a team can get the psyche over a team like that and have them on their heels. And that, to me, was the start of what carried them. And, boy, the confidence after that was amazing. Well, Sergei Bobrovsky should have probably gotten a lot of consideration for the uh, for the MVP mm-hmm. for the con Smythe because he he was the biggest reason they got to where they are. You mentioned the Cats and Bolts podcast, Serena. My wife and I host that show, and she says it's a fluke that the Panthers got to the Stanley <laughs> Cup final. Yeah, I, I heard that. I heard that. Yeah. I'm going to keep that receipt just in case. Yeah, to, to this day, <laughs> we argue over that. And I'm like, can you please keep that down around here? I'm trying to be friends with the Panthers. She don't care. <laughs> but um, I just think that you don't get to the Stanley Cup. I don't I believe in a, as a fluke in life at all. I don't think there are flukes. You work for your breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, but she brings up some of the calls that they got. If you watched every game, the hand, the controversial hand pass, and what was it, game five, disallowed a Bruins goal, which the Panthers came back to win. They're, they did have some luck, but... Yeah, as that series went along, the Panthers got more physical, the Bruins got less physical, and you could see the series turning. So I believe they earned every bit of going to the Stanley Cup final. She does still does not, but she's an Oilers fan, so there, there's no reasoning with them. <laughs> there really isn't no Iron God. I'm one of them, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> 
Rod, other uh, than the Panthers, uh, who do you have your eye on this year for uh, coming into this season? Well, Matthew Kachuk, because I'm just a fan, and that's yeah. a lot. That says a lot because I used to hate him when he was in Calgary. So he's I've done a 180 on Kachuk just with how important he is to a team. And to be honest, he may mean something to you guys as college hockey fans, but every single day I hear the name Mackie Samuskevich here. And I'm like, can we pipe down with Mackie Samuskevich, U.S. college player? Um, he is their number one prospect coming into the year. And when they, you know, they haven't cut their roster yet. They still got two more preseason games left. And I don't, I guess, well, he doesn't mean anything to you, I don't think. He didn't mean anything to me. Till training camp opens. So Mackie Samuskevich, I'm sick of hearing about Mackie Samuskevich, um, U.S. player. I'm not, you know, I'm not really watching him. I'm watching to see Ekblad and Montour get healthy. I have a soft spot in my heart for Josh Mahura, former Regina Pat. Um, but the biggest one's Kachuk, because you can't take your eyes off him. He was a, you know, team MVP, finalist for the Calder last year. Uh, he's kind of become the heartbeat of this team. What I might, you know, Serena brought this up. Maybe he ends up taking the C. From Alexander Barkov, they're not going to award it to him halfway through the season, but he's become the heartbeat of this team. Uh, Rob, yeah. there's one thing that I'm interested in, and that's uh, Spencer Knight. How do you think his transition is going to come back to the league after being uh, probably the NHL calls it? Looks like it'll happen the next few months. He was, uh, was that me breaking up or him, guys? That was him. Okay. Well, he, his question was about Spencer Knight and uh, U.S. born goalie. I'm a goalie guy. Lou, we've established, is a goalie guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm pulling for Spencer Knight. Uh, he's been on my radar since he was at the World Juniors. Uh, him and Dustin. Uh, sorry, I'm not going to read that comment. It'll distract me. No, but, I'll, uh, I'll just put it up there. Go ahead. Keep going. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, I Listen. They're going to give Spencer Knight every single opportunity to be successful because they want him to be the next one. Um, they don't regret paying Sergei Bobrovsky $10.5 million per season. They don't regret it, but getting out of that contract eventually will give them a lot more breathing room salary cap-wise down the line, and they think Spencer Knight is going to be that guy. So um, I don't know if you're a, you know, a personal fan of his or not, but I just remember watching him at a practice at the Panthers ice stand in Coral Springs, he let in three goals on three shots. And the whole, I was sitting with the scouts and they were all like, <gasps> and I'm like, it's just practice. No big deal. Right. Let's wait till he gets into a preseason game. And he shut out the predators in his first appearance. I think he played in Orlando last night and allowed two in a two, nothing loss. So they see him as the next one. He's got the talent. It'll be up to him whether he accomplishes that or not. Rod, you talk about uh, the college hockey scene. Like you're a guy from Saskatchewan, from Alberta, since time Saskatchewan as well. Why do you think it is so so much now? Uh, like you, you go through the rookie prospects that are coming through the system now throughout the National Hockey League. Why is there so many more uh, U.S. college kids playing hockey now? It's financial. I know there's things going on in there, but what's your thoughts as why there's so many more college kids uh, playing in, in the National Hockey League compared to what it was 10, 20, 30 years ago compared to uh, us old Western League guys? Are you trying to start a brawl? <laughs> no, I'm just asking. <laughs> um, 20, years in, 20 years in the Western Hockey League here. So I've been around this fight 
a long time. Me too. Yeah, forever. Yeah. Um, so why? I'm always going to be a major junior guy, and I'll tell you where have all put on my dub hat. Where have all the number one overall picks come from? Major junior hockey. Still, I, would, I, I agree. I would suggest that it's a fad. And um, before you go look at every roster, maybe go look at every scouting department on every NHL team and say where they came from or where they played. Now, I, I understand at the end of the day, jobs are on the line. So you want to draft the best players. There's no two ways about it. But I still believe the best players are coming out of major junior. More players may be coming out of college. But the best players, I think, are coming out of you. That's just me. And it's probably going to piss people off. But I, as Ryan knows, I don't care. It's true. He don't care. No. <laughs> hey, Rod, um, just talk briefly about the other team down in South Florida, Tampa. Some of the folks, the national prognosticators, have them borderline making the playoffs this year. I'm not ready to give Tampa Bay up for dead just yet. Uh, they got a lot of talent. Yes, <laughs> They're a they very do. good team, and they are used to winning, and they, uh, which <clears> means <throat> they know how to win. So the one thing I will tell you is, this is the I went to the rookie tournament in Estero, Florida, Lightning, Panthers, Predators, Hurricanes, and I was around all the hockey people. And whether this is right or wrong, Julian Breezeball wants to put his stamp on the organization. And uh, how, how he wants to go about that, he'll do that his own way. But this, you saw the report come out about Steven Stamkos. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure they would have loved to have kept that in-house, that they're not going to negotiate on his contract until this final season's over. And he came out and said, uh, I'm frustrated and disappointed with that. And then Elliot Friedman piles on the, the next day and says, ah, I hear the Lightning wouldn't be too sad if Stamkos left. <laughs> Okay, there's Thanks that. Thanks for memories. Yeah. Right. Good and that Lord. Goes, that goes <laughs> along with me hearing the breeze ball wants to put his stamp on the organization. You know, like put it, and then in the off, like I'll say this, Al Murray is a head scout. I've known him since I was 12. He coached my brother at the University of Regina. Um, he was their head scout for the last five, six, seven years. He's been let go. He was an Eisenman guy. And um, so when I look at that roster of Braden Point, and Kucherov and Stammer <laughs> and Hedman and Vasilevsky still one of the best in the game. There's no getting around he that. Voted, he's, he's out, he's out he till Christmas or whatever, but voted yeah. the best by the players. Yeah. Uh, this week, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying Al's responsible for all of those guys, but as the head of player development, who else is? So, so when you say are they? Uh, th- listen, they're not. I would say they're going this way. How yeah. steep that is, I'm not sure. <clears throat> but I don't think they're going in the right direction. Okay. Now, moving away from the Florida Panthers, Rod, I, I, I know you got a limited bit of a time left before you have to leave, uh, but uh, I got to ask you, as a Western Hockey League guy, can you, can you give some idea about how special Connor Bedard is to the casual fan? And I, could go, I know you could go all, all day about him, but can you give a, just a brief glimpse of what, people can expect to see this season from Connor Bedard. Well, you get a, you're going to want to buy a ticket when he comes through your town. You've never seen anything like him unless you're old enough to remember Marcel Dion. And I, 
appreciate you, Ryan. You watch my show every day, so you've heard all my thoughts on him. But yeah. I started interviewing Connor when he was 14. And even then, just as we're sitting here right now, I asked him, Connor, who were you? I hadn't seen him play at 14. So I was like, who, who are you like? Who are, they, who are they comparing you to? And he looked right in the camera and said, I'm me. Yep. And like he scared the shit out of me, <laughs> you know. Like he's, he's just—you've seen, eno seen enough of him now that when you look in his eyes, he—they—they they burn right through you, you know. And it's kind of unfair to him because his coming out party was kind of the world under 18s in Texas, where in all of Canada and a lot of the states, U.S. hockey fans were watching on NHL Network and TSN, going. Um, He's not going burning up and down the ice like Connor McDar uh, McDavid. He's not dangling five guys out there. And we're like, nobody had four points and scored the game winning goal. <laughs> like he's, do you know what I mean? He's not going to be that. He's his own player. And I can't take credit for the Marcel Dion um, comparison. It was a, Pat, <laughs> a Pats fan. Because I was like, who is this kid look like? Because I haven't seen anybody like him. Great. And, when he was doing junior and some guy goes marcel dion i'm like yep the only thing is i remember marcel and lou you might you guys all probably do he was built like a d battery he looked like a barrel at the end oh of my his god career. yes um i'd like to say he's like marcel at when marcel was 18 not yeah. when marcel was 35 but he's that type of just an unreal shot his shot is his thing and you've probably seen that on the highlights yeah i saw him a couple of times here in lethbridge last year and it was like it's yeah like you were saying he goes up and down the ice and kind of unassuming and then he gets in the slot and all of a sudden he's got two goals and three assists like what the hell happened here <laughs> you don't really notice what's going on like well and then you, you look at the uh after the game like oh yeah, there he was. Uh, he kind of, I wouldn't say floats, but he's just unassuming out there uh, and not doing a whole bunch conserving. Like he's a great, great, to me, a great player. It's, um, he's, I think that the problem that you got, not the problem, but there's, yet we, we all have to kind of just maybe take a step back for this season because remember, Chicago is awful. So what can he do with it with that with the rest of that lineup that, that he's going to be playing with this year? Yeah, they added some pieces here and there, but, uh, I think we all got to take a little bit of a step back this year and say, okay, don't expect 120 points out of the kid. Well, um, Kelly McCrimmon, who we all know, you guys are obviously hockey guys, know Crim, said in the NHL, we're not doing anything different than we were doing in the, in the Western League. It's just to scale. And I remember when Bedard came into the Pats at 15, we're like, ah, Pats aren't going to be very good. Let's just pump the brakes on this. He scored two goals his first game, went on to average 1.71 points a game mm. at 15 mm. and lead the league in scoring. I'm not saying he's going to lead the NHL in scoring. I think he's going to be a point a game. Last night he had th three points for yeah. the Blackhawks. Um, so I, I think that, you know, they aren't going to be very good. But the, here's the thing. You asked Ryan about the Panthers and is there a target on them? Um I, when I was doing junior hockey on TV a couple of years ago, I talked to goalies. They all saved their best for Bedard. There was a target on Connor. Everybody's trying to hit him. Every goalie's saving his best game for him. You know, and he still rises to the, you know what I mean? He elevates his game. He's obviously that player. So he's getting everybody's best every night, and he has yet to let anybody down. He answers the bell every time. So I got him at a point of game. McDavid and Crosby were in their rookie season, so I don't know why he shouldn't be able to do that. 
All right. Any other rookies on your radar, Rod? Besides no, Tom he's Doug? the only one. He's the only one? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, do you automatically need to make a team if you're Fantilli or Leo Carlson? Like, I'm not even really following the other teams. Are those kids going back? I I don't even know. Like, I would hope Columbus doesn't keep Adam Fantilli, but they have a history of keeping – he kept yeah. Cole Sillinger at 18 and put him on the top line, and he survived it. So I'm not really following a lot of the other rookies of what's going on. You guys tell me. I got some names on the radar. I got uh, Luke Hughes, Logan Cooley, who is in Phoenix. We, we kind of forgot about him. Uh, Marco Rossi. It's hard Minnesota, not to Sean... hmm. Sorry? It's hard not to forget about Phoenix, really. When that's true. Down. That's true. Um, <laughs> also, I Phoenix knows better. No, unfortunately, no. Um, I also was going to mention Sean Farrell of the Montreal Canadiens, but we'll see if he makes the team too. So um, I, I think Luke Hughes, as, coming as a Devils fan, you know, being a little bit of a homer here, he could make could make some sort of a run for the Calder Trophy. It's the, it's the young defense in New Jersey, but their forwards are just are, are going to be the, 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 the center of that team. So, But I think Luke, Luke Hughes could enter the Calder situation. He played a couple of games last year in the regular season, uh, played in the playoffs for a couple first spell. So I, might, I think he might make his name is into, the, into the Calder conversation. Yeah, it depends how much he's going to play. Like, they got I, – I figured they would have Bedard centering the top line in Chicago, whoever they decided to put around him, and that's exactly what's happened. It hasn't always been Taylor Hall and Ryan Donato. Um, Foligno's been on that line, but whatever. Corey Perry's been on that line. So there's more there than you think. Like I, I like so- I like when they went out and got those guys. Corey Perry's a wily old vet, been around for a really long time. I like that that acquisition and too. going in there maybe showing that the, the pro game game and the juniors a lot different. And obviously Bedard's a, a special guy, but going out and getting a couple guys like that, like Taylor Hall and, and like Perry, like Felino to, to, to say, okay, we'll easy into this. We're not going to, if, if we make the playoffs, great. They probably won't, but this is the, those guys are pros pros for, for, for long, especially Perry. He's been around for so long and he's, he's done it all in his career. Like having him around a, a young guy like Bedard can't, it can't hurt. They got and him I, and I would, yeah. Yeah. I got him cheap, and I, I would argue that he's a hard act to follow from Jonathan Taves and from Patrick Kane. But like you said, Rod, Connor Bedard's his own guy. He's I'm he. We looked in his eyes, and he said, "I'm me." I, that's I tells you a lot about what you need to know about him. Well, they're handling it right, and let's not forget who the head coach is there. It's Luke Richardson, smart guy, been around. They've made the decision that they're not going to have a captain this year, which I think's probably a wise decision i would have hated to see them put the c on bedard but they you know you guys all know crosby was a captain at 18 and that seemed mm-hmm. to work out okay but i just like the idea you, you mentioned it, taves and kane are gone that's going to be incredibly weird that's like traumatic for a fan base in a dressing room i would think you know so it's like let's uh let's they brought in a lot of new guys let's see how it goes um so no they're not going to be anywhere close to the playoffs we all know that but hey we're watching what they're doing every night, and that's pretty good for them. That's true. That's true. And I'm, and I'm gonna buy myself a ticket when the when the Blackhawks visit the Devils on January fourth. We're making a next nice little three hour trip down to New Jersey. My uh, my old stomping grounds down there. <laughs> Rod, thanks for joining us. I know you got you got to take off, but 
if you wouldn't mind, tell us where you're at. Tell us about your shows, your podcast, your, new, your brand new podcast. Uh, give us a give us a an indication where we can find you. Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. It's uh, Game Plus TV, which is all across Canada, cable, and in 31 states, including New Jersey. Um, we're on, yeah, very big in Ohio. Number one cable service in Ohio, Game <laughs> Plus TV. Um, the show airs live in Atlanta on the radio, WQEE, Atlanta, where Atlanta's NHL show. And uh, the usual, like you, YouTube spotify apple podcasts and then we just listen we just started this cats and bolts podcast i'm going into my third season covering the panthers and my friends here were like i don't want to watch your show i don't want to hear about the cfl and junior hockey and i'm like well i'm going to keep talking about it so we I, we just came up with the idea to, to start a show about the panthers and it's like we're going to talk about the panthers might as well talk about the lightning because they don't get a lot of coverage either so we morphed them two together cats and bolts and it's gone it's gone crazy because these panthers guys down here like we don't want to go on that rod peterson show we want to go on the panthers show um <laughs> so it's going well and that's apple podcast spotify youtube as well so yeah 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 and if you haven't given it a chance give it a listen it's a fantastic podcast i listened to episode two on the way back home from church the other day and it was a great pot it was a great show episode two with bill Lindsay, and uh mm-hmm. Yeah, give it a listen. Give it a listen, folks. Thanks, even Ryan. if you don't follow the Pan- even if you don't follow the Panthers or the Lightning, it's good to know other teams in the league who are not your favorite team. It's a lot of and fun, just like this. Exactly, exactly. Well, appreciate again, Rod. Appreciate your time. I give humbly thank you for stopping by, and uh, we'll be tuned in to the Rod Peterson show. Thanks, guys. Good, good seeing you guys. Enjoy right. the hockey. All right. All right. Thanks so much, Rod. All right. Rod Peterson, as always, very thankful for him to be gracious with his time and stopping by. So we're going to get into the panel discussion now. We're going to talk about the Eastern Conference. Uh, let's th- let's talk about the Eastern Conference. Uh, I want to start I want to start in the Atlantic Division. And this is what I kind of want to do. I want to talk about the two teams you think will finish one, two in that conference in that division. And I want to have you give your team you're watching that could that is possibly on the cusp of being a wild card berth or the number three seed so uh lou since you're since your team the detroit red wings is in the atlantic division <laughs> give us an indication who your who your top two teams are and which teams which team you're going to be watching for the uh the season well i gotta tell you i don't mean to go chalk but i think it's going to be toronto and Florida, uh, Toronto's due. I know we say that every year. Uh, you know, they got the best team money can buy. Doesn't always work. Obviously, at least they want a playoff round. But I, I just think they're going to be there. And we all hear the rumors that Patrick Kane is on the radar when he's healthy in December, I believe. Uh, but I, I'm leaning that way with Toronto and Florida or Boston. I think Boston's on the decline a little bit. Um, I think Florida is going to be the number two team out of the Atlantic. You know, you, I, I'm not ready to give up on Tampa Bay. I don't think they're going to win the division. I think they could be a three or a wild card. They're going to be right there. You guys talked about a little bit earlier. Vasilevsky is, in my opinion, still the best goalie in the National Hockey League. And uh, so they're going to be right there. Um, I, as much as I'd love to see the Red Wings get a wild card spot, I just think they're a year away yet. I, I really do. I'm, I'm a little worried about the goaltending. 
with Huso and uh, Leon or Lyon and uh, Reimer. Kosa uh, is a year out. He's one to keep an eye on. I think he's going to be good for Detroit in a few years. But I, those are my picks in the Atlantic division. I, I don't know. Buffalo might be able to surprise some people, but I just, I'd love to see Detroit in a wild card, but I think they're going to be about 85 to 90 points. And I just don't think that's going to be enough to get in. So I, you know, I hope they do with the, uh, with the cat coming over from Ottawa. Uh, I think it's gonna be a great line with Larkin and uh, Raymond, but uh, again, I I don't know. Uh, they got to get Cider back to his freshman or his uh, first year form. I think Petrie was a nice pickup for him, but uh, yeah, that's uh, I'm still going to go with Toronto and Florida, number one I, and number two. I I do have one question since you're in Detroit: Are people starting? To, if the Red Wings don't make the playoffs this year, will fans start to get a little impatient with the Iser plan in Detroit? Oh, they already are to a to some extent. It's not much. But yeah, it's been what eight years now. This will be eight straight. They haven't made the playoffs seven or eight, and yeah, it, there there's going to be a lot of whispers. Um, you know, Derek Lalone um, as the head coach. I know he's an Eiserman guy coming from Tampa. Uh, yeah, some of these young guys have got to start. Uh, you know, they've got to start producing. Rasmussen's got to he's got to turn it up a notch a little bit. Uh, you know and. Edmondson, I think, is going to be good, the Swede. But again, you know, they're stockpiling them. Now, it's, they got to start producing. I agree. You know, they are getting impatient. We had a nice 25-year run, but that seems like it was a, almost a generation ago now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I could see them. I could see the whispers turning in a little bit louder in Detroit if they don't make the playoffs. Brian, we'll go over to you. Brian, which teams are you? Which two teams are do you think will finish one, two, and what team, other team, do you have kind of your eye on to be kind of a possibly be a playoff spoiler? I'll say blue. I went chalk, Leafs, Panthers, Maple Leafs. Just this final year, I think. I think this final year they're going on a deep playoff run. If Matthews are in their prime, Willie Landers be playing for contract, so he's playing at eye level. And the Panthers, they have Sergei Borowski, who's one of the best goalkeepers in the league right now, and Matthew Kachuk and Marco. So, they're all around. But I'm actually very high on the Buffalo Sabres this year. I don't love the Bruins. I think they might finish sixth in this division. They lost a lot this offseason. Don't love bringing Luchik or uh, a JVR. Uh, the Lightning, if Vazinski isn't out for two months, I like them here. But I think the Sabres, with all the young talent they have, with Owen Power, Randolph, Cage Thompson, I think this is kind of a chance them to take the next step and make a playoff play run. All right, Brent, over to you. Top two teams and the team you have your eye on. Well, I, I agree, Brian. The, the Bruins are going to take a big step back. No, no one could expect them to uh, replicate that 135-point season huh. they had last year, especially when you, you you lose to like a future Hall of Famer, and they should probably rename the, the Selkie Trophy after Patrice Bergeron with the career he had. Uh, but losing uh, Bergeron and Krejci is going to be tough. Uh, naming uh, – 
the 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 new rat, not the Ken Lindsman, obviously, but the new rat in uh, Brad Marchand as the captain. Uh, that's not going to do it. The Bruins are going to be in tough. They're 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 a playoff team, obviously. But they're going to take a step back. The Toronto Maple Leafs they they added some grit, and I really like what they did by adding the guys that they did. Uh, mm-hmm. Going out and getting a Max Domi, going out and getting a Ryan Reeves, and going out and getting a Bertuzzi, Tyler Bertuzzi. There, that can only help. Now, I think that that was a direct result of what happened last year in the playoffs when they played the Florida Panthers and, and Kachuk was running amok and uh, little Mitchy Marner couldn't do anything about it. And now going out and getting those guys a little bit of grip will help the Leafs in the playoffs. I'm not saying the Leafs are going to be, because I'm a Leafs guy from way back. I, I'm not saying the Leafs are going to win a cup, but it might uh, it might get it, them into the maybe the third round. So that, that's going to be my dark horse in, in, in that uh, in that in that division. Or not dark horse, that, that's their lead in, in that division. Um I just really think that that it doesn't make a bunch of difference. I think that if, uh, like we were talking earlier, I think uh, the uh, the Panthers are going to have a a kind of a season where they're going to just roll with what they got got going last year. And uh, Bobrovsky, if he can be okay, he'll be he'll be he's he has to be serviceable. I think that's what yeah. most goalies yeah. just have to be nowadays. You don't have to be great anymore. You need to be serviceable, and that's what they have there with with, with Florida. And they have a, a lot of players that can go at Tampa's not done yet. Uh, Buffalo. Might be a bit of a dark horse getting in there. I like the team that they have. If they can get some goaltending, uh, Devin Levi's kind of a guy that might get a few more starts uh, for a r- rookie goaltender. He's a, a world junior guy from here and uh, on and on. I think you're going to see a guy like uh, Devin Levi get a few more starts, and the, the Buffalo Sabres might roll in, roll themselves into a playoff spot. Hey, guys, real quick, you talk about Buffalo and you know, you got Detroit, you know. Once you start, once you're not used to winning and you've been out of the playoffs for so long, you know, you see with Toronto, you know, they can't win a playoff series until last year. How difficult, I mean, it is so difficult to get that mentality back in the National Hockey League. Once you're down, man, it is so hard to get back up the likes of Detroit and Buffalo, you know? Winning's hard. Like it's oh. hard. Like all and all these guys are so used to winning throughout their lives, especially hockey's a different beast altogether, right? Like it's like a, you, you it's these guys are so used to winning all when you get to professional level you've mm-hmm. done nothing but win throughout your minor hockey career your your junior hockey career to get to this level and then when you when you start losing and get that losing men- mentality it's tough to get out of that because you you lose one game and all of a sudden you're down you're down three games to nothing you don't even know it like it, it can go that quick and it's like it, hockey's a, a tough game to 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 pile on it's uh, it's it's amazing to watch you have so many different mentalities in a dressing room like 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 we, Rod was saying that the the, the mentality in the room is is so much more. You got twenty guys who are just rolling, and hockey's a tough thing. Indeed, it is. Indeed, it is. And i'll I'll give my uh, I'll give my top two teams in the Atlantic, uh, Toronto. I think consensus is going to be Toronto. Toronto is the team uh, to beat in that division. Number two, I I think Florida has just a skosh advantage over Tampa Bay. That is going to be a, a, a hell of a rivalry for mm-hmm. for at least a couple of years until Tampa runs into cap. They've, Tampa's got cap problems right now that they're dealing with. Uh, the Stamco situation, I want to see if that carries over into the regular season or if they kind of forget it and work it out at the end of the regular season or at the end of the season period. And I, for me, I would love to see Stamkos finish his career in Tampa Bay and, and maybe not finish it somewhere else like we see a lot these days. Um, my my team I'm kind of watching I I would have to say I would I would say Buffalo Buffalo for some reason they can they can get 
their forwards right, they can get their defensemen right, but they can never seem to get goaltending right. You can see them go through a list of goaltenders, a litany of goaltenders over the past what 11 years since they how long has it been since they've been in the playoffs? 2011 that was the last season they went to the playoffs. Yeah. I think so. I think, I think it's one lesser I, than the, the Jets. <laughs> Hermione, the New York Jets. I had to yes. bring that up. Yeah, Thank, thanks, Brian. I had, I had to, to bring that up. The <laughs> <laughs> pain. The pain. Anyway, but yeah, I think Buffalo I think Buffalo could possibly break their streak this season. I think the right things come together. They got a young team. Tage Thompson, I think, breaks 50 goals this year. I think he becomes a 50-goal scorer. Rasmus Dahlin, he could elevate himself into Norris consideration. Uh, yeah, I said it. <laughs> but I, I think it's going to depend on their goaltender. they got two young goaltenders. Uh, and I'm trying to remember their names. Levi's one of them. I'm trying to remember the other other goaltender's name. I know it's, I know it's a Finnish name. just can't remember for the life of me. But if they can get their goal, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if they get their goaltending right, and they steal a couple of games, especially down the stretch into February into March after the All Star break, maybe they make a trade for a goaltender. We know if they're if they're in it, we don't know. So I think I think so. I say for my top two teams, it's Tampa and Florida. Florida by just a hair, and then Buffalo. I think is a team to watch in uh, in the Atlantic Division for sure to try to make a wild card spot moving on to the metropolitan brian i'm going to start with you since you're a rangers guy i'm a devils guy talk about the we'll talk about the the metropolitan division let's talk about the division who's your top two teams and who do you have possibly being a a surprise wild card well, as much as it pains me to say to the Rangers, and I think your New Jersey Devils will win the Metro Division. Uh, I mean, who could have predicted what they did last year after almost five uh, fans calling for his head, completely trying to see the best possible that's one of the best people in the game, like Hughes. If they can figure out goaltender, I think President Trophy is not out of the realm possibility. Metal Trophy are good now. All right, Brian's having a little and, bit of um, oh, oh, oh. technical temper, technical problems are temporary. Te- Brian's got some technical difficulties. We're gonna don't adjust your set, folks. The Brian's having a little bit yeah. of trouble here. We'll try to get him straightened out. Uh, but uh, yeah. uh, let me let me let me drill over to to uh, Brent. Brent, who do you got for your top two teams in the Metro, and who's your who's the team that gets surprise? I don't want to say that uh, the Hurricanes are going to be, because the Hurricanes are dull to me. Like I, I'm, a, I'm a Notre Dame guy, Rod Brindamore. I graduated as his, uh, his little brother, so I have a bit of in touch with them a little bit. So, uh, but the Hurricanes are really good. They got a, a hell of a hockey team. They, mm-hmm. they're, they're match back. If Pacioretty can stay healthy, that they'll be right there. I think that, but I think that this year might be for the for that uh, for that division. I think you're going to see the Pittsburgh Penguins going for their their one last kick at the cat or kick of the can, wherever you shouldn't go kicking cats around, but kick of the can. But yeah, don't do you, that. I have a cat. You don't kick him. Well, I'm Southern Alberta. We kick a lot of things around here, so whatever. It's uh, one of those things. I think that the Pittsburgh. 
Penguins are going to go for it. They have, they went out and got Eric Carlson, the Norris Trophy winner, uh, and they're going to go for And if you're getting the end of Crosby's career, and he's still a 95, not 100 point guy, Melkin's still really good. Uh, obviously, they have a, a great tradition there. I think that the, the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to survive, uh, surprise a lot of people this year and do a little bit of damage in that division. And uh, I think they're, they're going to, to win that division. I don't know why I think that. Oh, I just think I, just, I, just, I, I have a feeling that, that Crosby's a man because Crosby's taken the uh, for a long time, he's taken a bit of a bath with his pay. He's fine. He's going to be. Uh, he'll have a lot of money and everything else. He's, he's, he's good to go. But the thing is, I think that Crosby's going to have like, you know what? We have one year left. Let's, if they went out and did, and did it, let's, let's go out and do it. You look out for the Pittsburgh Penguins to win that division this year. All right. Brian's back. Hopefully he's got a better connection. Let's hand it over to him. Brian, uh, you're continuing on your points about the Metropolitan Division. Uh, who are your top two teams and who is your surprise team that can sneak into the playoffs? You guys hear me now? We're good? Yep. Good to nope. go. Good. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Oh, college Wi-Fi is awful. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> so uh, I had the Devils at uh, one and then uh, the Hurricanes at two. I think um, they were the best defensive in the, in the league. A little lacking on the forwards, but I think they'll figure it out. And my surprise team, who I think is be third, I'll be a little biased. I'll give it to New York Rangers. Rangers are betting a lot in-house. They're trying to get that kid line to take the next step. They're hoping that LaViolette will give, you know, guys like Lafreniere and Kako be able to unlock their talents. But really, it's the Rangers will go as far as Igor Shosturkin will take them. It's that simple. Hmm. All right, Lou, over to you. Top two teams and team that could surprise. Well, I'm going to go along with Brent. I think Carolina is going to – but I think Carolina is going to win that division – the, the pickup that I like is uh, getting Orloff um, for the defense. Uh, and I, I just think he's, you know, he's going to – the rich get richer in that regard. Um, I, I like his pick of Pittsburgh. I, I've i got them as a wild card. I think they're going to get back into the playoffs. I like that mentality where he's going with that. I'm a little worried about the Devils. I think they're, you know, I think they're going to be in the hunt. But, you know, the, the sophomore slump, if you will, and I'm interested to watch the Rangers to see, you know, blowing that lead in the playoffs, you know, is how is that going to affect them at the beginning of the year? But my top two teams, I'm going to go with Carolina, number one. I'm probably going to go with the Devils at number two. It, that, that, as much as it pains me, I still have nightmares of 95. But um, I think my surprise team, I like Brent's pick. I was going to do that, too. The Pittsburgh Penguins are the surprise team, I think. They're going to be a wild card team, get in and make some noise in the playoffs. I knew I liked you, Lou, right from the moment I met you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to make it three in a row here. So um, I think Carolina, I think Carolina, uh, those bunch of jerks in, Car- in Raleigh, I think they'll win the division again, although I think their window's starting to close little by little. Uh, they, they go out and retool their lineup every season. Uh, Don Waddell has done a pretty good job, has done a solid job of that, but they just can't seem to get past uh, the Eastern Conference final or the key or the or their division semifinal. So I don't know what I don't know what it is about that. They've ran to a hot they ran to a buzzsaw last year in the Florida Panthers. So I can't you can't blame them on that 
regard. Uh, as for my New Jersey Devils, the surprise team of the year last year, like the Florida Panthers, they have a target on their back. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to come for them. But you see what they did with Timo Meyer, give him a give him a nice deal of state in New Jersey. You see they kept Jester, Jesper Bratt, another eight-year contract. They bring in Tyler Toffoli for that playoff experience. They lost a bunch of guys, especially on defense, which is a little worrying because you have a lot of young guys on defense. But uh, Luke Hughes, Simone Nemich, I believe is gonna is probably gonna make this team. Uh, he spent most he spent his first season in North America in Utica uh, with the Utica Comets. Uh, I think he's gonna make the roster. My primary concern for the Devils is goaltending. We're we're kind of going back and forth between uh, Vanacek and uh, Akira Schmid. Uh, Akira Schmid, as we know, uh, shut out the Rangers in Game Seven of the Eastern Conference in the uh, Metropolitan Playoffs. You have to remind uh, so, us. Sorry, but. <laughs> well, you remind me of the, about the New York Jets playoff draft, so I got to remind uh-huh. you about something That's I fair. like <laughs> fair. as the host of this program. Uh, as for the surprise team coming into the division, I, I agree with Brent. I think this, the, the I mean the Pittsburgh Penguins were pretty – they were on the cusp all season for the wild card, and they just missed out to the Florida Panthers and the New York Islanders. So uh, I think I think – the, with getting them getting Eric Carlson, yeah, you're going to see that last push forward, especially for that group they have been with Crosby, Latang, and Malkin. Let's see how far they could go uh, this season uh, with Eric, especially with Eric Carlson. They decided to go all in for him, so I'm I'm curious to see how they'll now that unit will uh, will be this this year with the, with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Hypothetically speaking, let's say it, that if it goes sideways for for the, the Penguins, some people are still thinking it's going to, and they, it, it's not going to where they, they hope. Could you guys see in any realm of possibility that Crosby walks up at, to uh, the ownership group, which is actually uh, which is which is Amir Lemieux, and, and the, the rest of the Red Sox are part of that that thing now too. John but, Henry, yeah, yeah. Could you see at any point if it starts going south in the next uh, eighteen months or so, with Crosby's uh, contract is done at the end of next season? Could you see at any any point? Uh, Crosby saying, "You know what? I want to win something for one more time in my career. Maybe going to green, to not greener because nothing's great. The grass isn't green on the other side. It's just different. <laughs> Could I go yeah. to different pastures, maybe to, to win one more? Could you see that? Because he's a competitor. He doesn't want to just play on the string. I don't think. You know I could see I can it happening. See, I can see it happening. And you know, as one team, I can see him winding up with Montreal." But Montreal's because, not winning anything in, in my life. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Like, I know let I'm me, old, but I ain't that let, old, but yeah. It's just... Let me complete my train of thought, which is going to derail in a second, but I want to complete my train of thought. <laughs> Montreal's got a young team. They need to figure out They need to figure out their goaltending too. But they got a young squad, and I think in the next couple of seasons, they're going to start to make a playoff push. Why not bring in a veteran for a two-year, one-year, two-year contract Kind of like what the Jets did with the Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see what that how oh, that boy. ended. Um, you trying to jinx him? You just put the, the, you just put the belly up and jinx on Sidney Crosby right there. I think holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I mean I don't know. I'm just I'm just, I'm just spitballing just because yeah. I'm spit for the sake of spitballing. So I I, mean, I could see plus he, play, plus he played in the queue, so he's familiar with he's familiar with that area. So maybe that that's somewhere he could possibly land, if, especially if Montreal tries to. If Montreal gets good real quickly, although I, I could see, see him, season. I could see him, I could see him getting traded to Colorado. Play with the home, like along with his uh, hometown boy, Nathan McKinnon there. 
yeah. you know, and and but I he I think that he would do it in a classy way. I don't think he'd make waves in the public and the media. I just think him he has a good relationship with Lemieux and the ownership group there, and I could see it being mutual, you know, kind of a Ray Bork type of a thing. That's Although he won Stanley Cup, uh, you know? don't remind me about Ray Bork being traded to the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> oh, well, pain. <laughs> Should have been a devil. He should have been a devil. <laughs> All right, no. fellas, we're gonna we're gonna. Oh, Brian, you have one more thing to add? No, I'm. I can't really see Cross to be traded, but those are two interesting options if he does. All right, all right. So that's gonna wrap up the Eastern Conference. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back. We're gonna discuss the Western Conference. So stay tuned for more of the Belly Up Hockey Super Show. Spring has sprung and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement. But this year, Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code BELLY20 to get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. So tame your mane with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The sun is peeking back out, which means you'll have to show your face in the daylight again. So use the kit to make sure your scruff looks award-winning, whether you have glorious beard flow or some smooth, sleek cheeks. Save 20% off and free shipping with the code BELLY20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code BELLY20 at Manscaped.com. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. That's right, folks. Billy 20 at checkout, 20% off your order plus free shipping. I can attest the beard hedge trimmer is amazing. Like, look at this beard. It's, it's amazing. Brand new man there, Brian. <laughs> I'm, a brand, I'm a brand new man. I got the I got the deluxe kit. I got the deluxe kit, and you get the you get the beard shampoo, you get the beard oil, conditioner, balm, you get a pair of scissors, you get a brush and a comb in that kit. But it's not just the beard hedge trimmer. Let's get the lawnmower 4.0. You got the the scrubber. You got the weed whacker for your nose hairs. There's also the new, the brand new uh, handheld shaver uh, for your for the for if you if you're into shaving your face, which I'm not into, uh, but that's coming out this fall. So you want to get all that stuff at manscaped.com. Again, use code promo code belly20 at checkout with free shipping. Again, use promo code belly20. For 20% off plus free shipping, manscaped.com. It's got some good stuff. All right, gentlemen, talk about the Western Conference. And we're going to switch over to the Central Division. And we're going to start with uh, we're going to start with with Brent this time, this time around. Uh Brent, again, same question for this particular round for, for the Central Division. Oh. Who do you got your eye on for, for the top two teams? And your this is a two-horse two race. I don't think anybody can possibly disagree with this. The Colorado Avalanche, even though they uh they they had a ton of injury problems last year, right up and down. Kale McCarr is one of the best, or if not the best in the game. Uh, uh, Nathan McKinnon, as we talked about in the last time, getting traded with Crosby, back to with Crosby. He's one of the best in the game. Top three, top four guys. Uh, you got to think that they're one that they are going to win that division hands down. As long as they, they can stay healthy, they weren't even healthy last year, and they ended up they, they were right there where they were. But and Bowen Byram, 
Like Bowen Byram is so good. No one ever hears about him because of how good Makar is. And that, and that's the yeah. thing with, with, uh, with him. He, that, that's a great hockey team they got there. They, it doesn't matter who's in net for that team. I think Georgiev's there. It doesn't matter who plays in net for that team. They All they need is a – and I'm a goalie hugger through and through. No, There's no getting around that. <laughs> they, that Georgiev is, is good enough, and that's all they need. They need a guy to be just good enough. Stop all the easy ones, a few of the hard ones, and they'll be, they'll be okay. Uh, the thing that they have, though, is Dallas is really good as well. Dallas is right there, right beside. Side of it. And the Ottinger is a really, really good goaltender. Mm. He's one of the best in the league. He's not too far behind. He's probably a step behind Vasilevsky. Uh, great big guy, covers a lot of net. And they're they're a really good team. I, I could see I could see maybe Minnesota being kind of a surprise team. Nobody, nothing ever. I should. I'm going to word this wrong. I shouldn't say nothing ever good. Good comes out of Minnesota, but one of those things that Minnesota has been kind of just an average team for a long time. They haven't really done anything since they came back and got back in the league. It's twenty some years now, if, if you think about that. And they haven't really done anything. But this year might be a year where the, the Minnesota Wild uh, might do a little bit this year. Uh, you just don't know what they what they if they if they can score enough. But the Central Division, I think, is is definitely a Colorado Dallas uh, horse race. You're going to be see if you can stay healthy. And like I said, even before uh, Colorado wasn't healthy last year, and they're going to have their, their captain back this year in Landis Cog, who was out all of last season. Uh, they're going to be they're going to be really tough to beat. The Colorado Avalanche might be. Uh, Hoist the Stanley Cup there. I don't know if it's a Pepsi Center anymore, or whatever. They, they change names all the time, but Ball Arena. Ball Arena now. Yeah, they change everything. Let's go call the old McKillop Arena back back when they first came in, in the league. Back the when Arena, were, yeah. The Quebec, yeah. The Quebec Nordiques. Now, that's a long time ago. Brian was even alive <laughs> back then, probably. <laughs> no. <laughs> McNichols Arena. Arena. That's right. Yeah. 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 There it is. All right, Lou, over to you. Top two teams and a team we're watching. I got to tell you, I'm right there with you, Brent, on the top two. Colorado, I mean, they're loaded. And, you know, now they're going to have old Halifax Moosehead teammates together with uh, with Jonathan Druin and McKinnon. And then- I saw them play the Memorial Cup in Saskatoon 2014 <laughs> together, yeah. So That's that was awesome. Bobby Smith, actually, yeah. And they got one of my favorite old Red Wings, Thomas Tatar, on the team. A little added depth, too, but yeah. The, you, you talk about a team that's going to have a chip on their shoulder, and that's going to be Colorado winning the Stanley Cup and then getting bounced out by uh, the Kraken. And, you know, to me, God love the Kraken, but Colorado's a better team. They just got decimated with injuries. Love their team. And I agree with you on Ottinger. I think he's the second-best goalie in the league. Uh, Dallas is going to be right there. That's going to be two heavyweights in that conference. And, you know, over the years, we've I've talked on my show – about how the Eastern Conference is head and shoulders above the West. And these two teams right here, to me, could be one and two of the top two teams, along with Vegas, top three teams in the league. And as far as a surprise team, I, you know, it's so hard for me. I, I'm i not a Blackhawks fan, but I can't wait to watch Bernard. I think, like you said, there are ways out. You know, Nashville, I think, could be back. I think they could make some noise in the playoffs. They're not going to win the division. They're, you know, they could be a wild card team, but I'm going to keep an eye out for Nashville as a surprise team. All right, Brian, over to you. So I guess we're going to all agree. Only I'm going to switch it. I'm putting Dallas at one because I mean, someone's going to have to go back and write a story about how great the 2017 draft was for the Dallas Stars, getting Nico Heiskanen, Jake Ottinger, and James Robinson all in one draft. Three straight picks. 
people would pray for one pick to turn out like one of those guys. They got three in one draft. That's incredible. And, of course, the Avalanche are just so good, so talented. The only thing stopping them is Atlanta's cause going to be hurt for a little while. And then surprising team, I'll probably go with the Predators, too, because of the goalie, Soros. And I'm excited to see what Barry Trotz is going to do at GM down there. I, I don't know what – see what he does, coach. Let's see what he can do in the front office role. It's crazy to see how that central division, like with uh, Winnipeg was supposed to be like right there all the time for, for a lot for, for a few years and nothing happened. Like, yeah, they, they don't get a lot of free agent love then to go to, cause who wants to go to Winnipeg? I can actually say that cause I, I have family in Winnipeg. And I don't want to go see them in Winnipeg, but it's uh, one of those things. It's, uh, it's I say something about New Jersey sometimes, Brent. I yeah. get it. <laughs> I've never been to Jersey, but yeah, no, but like that, that Winnipeg team was licking the jar for, for quite a few years and they just never got it done. And it's, it's sad. It's actually sad to see because they got a great fan base in the hockey tradition. Yeah, they lost a team to Phoenix and that, that whole deal back in, in the 90s. But it's it's crazy just to think that that team with the talent that they had just never never got anything done in Winnipeg. And they're they're on the uh, they're on the outside looking in for quite a, quite a few years now. I think those Wild in Winnipeg are always insane to watch. I always love watching those. Yeah, it's crazy. As for me. Uh, yeah, I've got Dallas, Colorado, one, two, again, that is going to be a, a, a rivalry for years to uh, for the next couple of years. I think uh, just the way that Dallas has built their team or their, their squad, bringing in veterans like Joe Pavelski, who can help the young guys. Uh, they, they, they're just, just an, an excellent team to watch and a fun team to watch too, at times, uh, Colorado, again, same thing, fun team to watch. They just need to stay healthy. They got, off to, they got off to that lousy start last year because of all the injuries they accrued. But mostly, I believe they're back this year. They're healthy. It's going to be a one-two race for them between the Stars and the Avalanche. As for the rest of the division, oh, my God. I'm just reading through some of the previews I've read. And some I think you could call the NHL Central Division the Comedy Central Division because after Colorado and Dallas, it's – it's a rum. It's a stumbling. It's a stumbling block for every team's got some sort of a stumbling block. Phoenix or Arizona. It's Arizona. I mean, there's some players there, yeah, but they're still they they, they just can't seem to put it together. Uh, Chicago, gonna be fun to watch. Uh, Connor Bedard for this season, but otherwise, not too much home to write about. St. Louis, same thing. Winnipeg, uh, they're they'll they, tell me you're rebuilding without telling me you're re, telling me you're rebuilding. That's a that's a rebuilding squad. They created Pierre Luc Dubois, uh, given his demands. He's now in Los Angeles. We'll get to the Pacific Div- Division in just a moment. But the two teams I kind of got my eye on are are uh, are Nashville uh, and Minnesota because I want to see what I, I want to see what like like Brian said I want to see what Barry Trotz can do as GM. They brought in Ryan O'Reilly for that playoff experience, try to get the veteran leadership. Uh, UC Soros, great go, great goaltender. Uh, don't forget about Roman Yossi, uh, the one of the arguably a Norris Trophy candidate every single year. He won it in 2020, justifiably so. Uh, but he can't do everything by himself defensively. So, yeah, Minnesota, I have the eye on them just because they're a lot of the guys that they have on their team. They lost Ryan Reeves, uh, which is unfortunate in free agency. Uh, they also lost Matt Dumba. I believe he's in Phoenix now or, or Arizona now. So, uh, so yeah, the Dallas, Colorado, one, two, and then, and then, uh, and then, Na- and then Nashville, uh, I guess, uh, Nashville for me, uh, for, the, for the team, the team to watch. 
It's crazy to see that St. Louis is even the discussion. That Stanley Cup to title is only four years ago, right? Yeah, no, just, like four gone. years ago. Oh my god, yeah, that was just, four years ago. Well, yeah, there was there, there was there was yeah. a, there was a, there was some crazy stuff that happened in between those four years <laughs> that we won't don't, don't want to talk about. But yeah, no, it, you don't, don't, don't tell me. <laughs> it's crazy yeah. to think that Let's that give it again. <laughs> that team that that caught lightning in a bottle from the the gloria thing on new year's day whatever it was and uh it's been decimated gone dismantled see you later and and they're not even in the talk of anybody's anything now it's no. four years and that's it it's 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 and that's like you were saying uh like you're saying lou uh how hard it is to win and then once yeah. you win and it could be gone just like that it's just gone yeah, they were swept by. Remember, don't forget, they were. This is a team that was that made it to the playoffs in 2022 by a hair, and then got swept out the room by Colorado, and it yeah. wasn't even close. Wasn't even yep. close. And to see how hard, how far they've fallen down is, is a little sad. I mean, they're going to be competitive for a wild card spot, but I mean, who? I mean, Jordan Kiru and Pavel Bushnevich. Who can you name? And Jordan Binnington. Binnington. After those three guys, who can, who can you name on that team? Well, how good was Bennington that playoff run? And now he's, now he's a bit of a, a nut bar that no one really wants him around. Like yeah, he's, he's a uh, bit it's, of a nice bit it's of a crazy. Yeah. 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 All right, so we're going to move over to the Pacific Division. I'll, I'll start with you, Lou. Top three teams, or top two teams, and a team you're watching for the wild card. Going well, right I, I think my top two teams, uh, <laughs> you know, I – I keep waiting for Edmonton to do something, and I I can't not say they might be the top team. Vegas is right there. Vegas, you know, they were so strong and physical in the Stanley Cup run, and you know, I'm I'm not a big fan of Jack Eichel, but you know, he proved it to me. He's a Stanley Cup champion. Vegas is going to be right there. Um, I like I like Edmonton a lot. Uh, I don't think that they're going to be up there with Colorado. Um. But I, I, you know, sooner or later, they've got to do it. You would think, you know, a soft spot for Kenny Holland. I think he's put together a pretty good team there. Surprise team. You know, I, everybody, a lot of prognosticators are saying the Kings are going to make a Stanley cup run. I got to see that myself that, but you know, they could be the surprise team. I think they've got a young core, you know, I, I like Byfield, I like Kopitar and Doty. I, I, I think their goaltending is going to stop them ultimately, but my top two teams are Vegas and Edmonton. Again, I hate to sound, hate to go chalk, but those are my top two. Don't blame you, Brian, over to you. Top two teams and your surprise team. I'm going chalk with top two. When you have a player that scores 150 points in a season in Connor McDavid, I mean, that's just unheard of. Like you, how can you not bet against that guy? Like I know hockey's a team game, but he's almost as close to being a guy that can take over a game and win it all by himself as we have in this league. And his dry side, of, I think it's lost sometimes because he's in McDavid's shadow, but he's probably a top 25 player in this league as well. And then, of course, we have... Vegas. I would argue top five. Top, top five. five. That's even better. And then, we, of course, we have um, Vegas. They just won a Stanley Cup. I go there for a whole year. They locked up... Um, his name, but he's he's locked up for them for the future. Lost some guys in Riley Smith, but I expect them to be just like they have been for their entire franchise history, a solid playoff team. And my surprise team, 
like team I'm watching is the Seattle Kraken. I think America and I think the hockey world fell in love with the Kraken last year during the playoff runs. And now they're getting back Shane Wright. I know we struggled a little bit last year, but I'm excited to see what his year in the minors was like and see if he can, you know, finally. Um, you think he makes a team? Game. He's going back so. to the minors. I don't There's something team. wrong between that kid's ears. <laughs> there's a reason why they sent him down last year and didn't give him some time to groom. There's a, there's a reason behind that. There's something wrong with that kid. He, I think I think Shane Wright's biggest fan is Shane Wright's him and his parents. That's the problem with that kid. But that's my he's still opinion. a little bit salty from not being top three in the uh, in the 2020. That look draft. he gave on draft day to the boy the, wasn't that something. The, to, to the, the, the Montreal Brass or whoever it was. Yeah. That, was that looks at yeah. everything about that kid right there. I would say, you know what? Get out of here. That would, that, that's just me. There's a reason why he, that, that there's a reason why he dropped. Uh, that's my own personal opinion on that one. Well, I mean, who was part of the Coachella Valley, uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds uh, Calder Cup run. So, that's, yeah. that's something. <laughs> but Brent, well, I got this. There you go. That has some experience. So hopefully, it, hopefully, it humbles him a little bit. All right, Brent. Top two teams and a team well, you're watching. When, when you got a guy that uh, when Sidney Crosby, one of the best to ever play the game, says that McDavid might get 170 this year, and I think that's rather lofty considering only three or four guys have ever done that. That's a lot. That's uh, one series a lot of points. But McDavid's got to get something done and get something done sooner or else they they might be uh, one of those things. Same thing with with uh, that we talked about Crosby. Will will they be asking uh, Leon Drysaddle to go look for different pastures because his contract is up at the end of next season as well? But uh, that that Oilers team they got to get something done. They're they're good enough. Can they get a save out of either Jack Campbell or Stuart Skinner? And <laughs> last year was proven that they couldn't. Uh, I w- I was one hundred percent wrong on Campbell last year. I thought when he had that uh, great uh, season with the Leafs two years ago that and he got that contract four and a half million bucks whatever it was with the with the Oilers. I thought okay this is going to put them over the top and it didn't. Uh, um, Vegas, that that team is ruthless. Right, right from the ownership to the GM, right on through. Uh, they don't care if this guy's been here and that guy's been there. They go out and they find winners. They make deals. They they get things done. They go and they say we need this guy. They uh, they change the salary cap structure a little bit. Whatever they got to do to get it done. So that Vegas team, they can. They very easily defend a hundred percent. The team that I think is going to possibly make a bit of a. Uh, a bit of a uh, put a screw into things. I think it's going to be the Calgary Flames. Just a simple reason is I don't think that Jonathan Huberdeau could be that bad again. <laughs> like I, I, I just point don't. drop off. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Same, same with same with Nazem Kadri. I don't think he can be that bad again. And if they if they could could have got twenty five more saves in different games out of Jacob Markstrom, they might have had a, a situation there where they could, they could have made the playoffs. So I think they have a, a Calgary. And maybe I'm just talking to maybe fill my mom's uh, heartstrings full right now. But <laughs> I think the uh, the Calgary Flames they they can't be uh, the team that they were last year. If they get if their top three guys or could could just be their top three guys. I think that they're like, they're not a cup contender, but they're a winner round kind of a contender in in Calgary there. Yeah, as for as for me, yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with you guys. You know, I hate to be hate to to sound like a broken record, but yeah, Vegas, Vegas, Edmonton, one two, Edmonton. They didn't do too much in the in the in the off season to try to improve the lineup, uh, but. I don't know if Ken Holland's just putting his faith in the defense he has and the goaltending he has and figures, all right, we'll just, we'll just win six, five every night because we got Connor McDavid and, and, uh, and, uh, and Leon Dreisaitl. Goaltending still a concern. 
could they possibly trade for a Connor Hellebuck to at the at the trade deadline or sometime before if all the goaltending? That's the smartest goes thing you've ever said, Ryan. Right there, I like that. I like that. Much. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Brett. I'm as smart as I am handsome. So, <laughs> well, Manscaped helps a lot, right? So one of those things. That's true. Hey, Manscaped, Manscaped, twenty percent off, belly twenty. Uh, Vegas lost some, lost some, lost some guys. They, they lose Phil. They, they lose Riley Smith. They lose Jonathan Quick. Jonathan Quick goes to the Rangers, which was unfortunate because I think the Rangers are getting older. But that's another conference. Um, but they still have their core. They still have their core. Uh, they still have uh, Carlson. They still have Eichel, who played better defensive, probably his best defensive season ever. <laughs> Ever, I mean, Barbashev is going to be there. Marshall is going to be there. They, their core lineup, they have a core lineup that could repeat. They could, they could definitely repeat. I could see a repeat in Vegas. The one team I had my eye on, I'm going to echo Lou here, is Los Angeles. They get out, they go, they went out and got Pierre Luc Dubois. That took a lot to get. That they paid a lot to get him, but they figure he could be, could be a difference maker uh, on the scoring and on the scoring side. They have a solid defense. They have their goaltending is, is a little suspect. Their, their goaltending is a little suspect. Yeah. They're bringing Cam Talbot, who's thirty-five. He's going to be thirty-five years old coming into the season. And uh, I didn't know he's still in the league. Yeah, I he's still in the league. That, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but they also uh, they also have their young kid, uh, Cope, uh, Copley, uh, who if he steps up, Los Angeles could challenge for those one of those two spots the one two spot it just depends on 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 if copley can 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 step it up can step up his can step up his game uh so uh, la kings i got there i got my eye on them uh in the in the pacific division uh seattle like and, and like like seattle like i'm sorry like uh new jersey and like carolina uh, carolina uh florida seattle has a target on their back now because they came. Everybody was very surprised at what happened with them last year to get to their to get to the point where they get, they have the playoff upset against the Stanley Cup champion. They take Dallas to seven games, and now everybody now everybody knows who they are, and that's going to be a really interesting time. They bring in Kyler. They bring in Kyler Yamamoto for depth, uh, which was one of their one of their loan uh, loan moves in the pre in the off season. So. Uh, but yeah, before we go to commercial break, anybody got anything else to add about the Western Conference? McDavid's going to get 160 points. That's my. He's going to. He's on a mission. I think he's. Gonna I'm going to. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to price his right you and say he gets 161. There we <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take one more commercial break, and we'll come, when we come back. We're going to close things up with our very, very early predictions for the season. Thanks for watching the belly up. Philly Up Sports Hockey Super Show. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Philly Up Sports, SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, we can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BellyUpSports at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. And again, I want to talk about SeatGeek. Look, hockey season's right around the corner. And if you're in your municipality, if you want to go check out a game, I'm a few hours from several 
hockey, <laughs> NHL hockey arenas. I got Montreal to the north. I got Buffalo to the west. I got Boston to the east, and I got New Jersey, New York, and both New York arenas to the south. If I'm going to go to a game, I'm going to use promo code BellyUpSports at checkout. You get twenty. Per, you get twenty dollars off your first order of fifty dollars or more. I'm excited for the hockey season. As I mentioned in our Rod Peterson segment, I'm going to plan on going to see the Chicago Blackhawks and the New Jersey Devils in New Jersey in January. I can't wait. I'm going to use Seek. I'm going to Seek Geek. I'm going to use that promo code. I only got twenty bucks off my first order of at least fifty dollars or more. So do yourself a favor. Do the show. Do Belly Up Sports a favor. SeatGeek.com. Belly Up Sports at checkout. Twenty dollars off your first order of $50 or more. All right. We're going to wrap things up gentlemen with our very, very, very early Stanley cup predictions. And I'm going to start with Lou as to who your very, very early Stanley cup prediction is going to be. Who's going to be in the Stanley cup final come June. Well, for the Eastern conference, I thought a lot about this. I'm going to put the Maloik on him again. I'm going with the Maple Leafs. I think they're going to make it. This is going to be the year. I I think they're finally going to put it together. They're going to get good enough goaltending. They're not going to get uh, psyched out by the likes of Kachuk. Um, they're going to get over the hump. They kind of remind me of the Detroit Pistons and the Red Wings back in the 80s and 90s. It's baby steps to get there. This is going to be the year to get to the finals. The smallest baby on the planet, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they're going to make it. They're going to go up. And last year, I said it was an all-Canadian final. I'm not going to go there this year. I just think Colorado is loaded for bear. I like the pickups they made. They're going to be healthy. Is you know, uh, I like Colorado to win it. I think Colorado is going to win it in seven, six or seven over to Maple Leafs. All right, Brian, over to you. Your very, very early Stanley Cup predictions. So Eastern Conference, I'm going to go with the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. I think they're the playoff, playoff run, deep playoff run, a deep playoff run. <laughs> this year with thumbs down, though, it's going to happen. They're, they're going to lose. They're going to beat the Devils. Also, uh, lots of deep playoff runs, kind of like uh, the Lightning a few years ago when they just keep getting deep, just keep coming a little short. They're going to take another step forward. You get to the Stanley Cup Finals. However, they're not going to win the Stanley Cup Finals because that's going to be the Western Conference Finals winners, the Dallas Stars. I think the Stars beat the Hurricanes in six games. I think we see a big season out of Jake Ottinger. He's going to be just complete brick wall all year. Brent, over to you. Uh, she's been 30 years since the Cup was uh, raised in Canada when the Montreal Canadiens in 1993. 30 long years of celebration here in a in a home rink. And now we actually have one more team than we did back then. But anyways, the uh, I got the Colorado Avalanche playing the Edmonton Oilers in the in the Western Final, and I got the Toronto Maple Leafs playing the uh, new the uh, Carolina Hurricanes in the East. Uh, so we got big hopes here in Canada. One going to be a two team. Take both teams to lose in those in those Eastern Conference and Western Conference finals. Have a Colorado and uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, Stanley Cup final, and the Colorado Hurricane or Colorado Avalanche are your Stanley Cup champions. It'll be 31 years without a cup coming back to Canada. Well, I disagree with you on that, Brent, because I want <laughs> I want Canada to go into apoplexy with a another. They're Sun all belt. Canadian players, mind you, but whatever. One of those 
<laughs> you guys all, oh, yeah, yeah, they're all Canadian players. Let's I understand. No, I got you. I, 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 I meant fans of Canada's teams to have apoplexy. Yeah, there with you another, go. With yet another U.S. Sunbelt Stanley Cup final, I've got Vegas coming out of the West. I just think they're. I just think their their team is too deep. Their goaltending is too good. Their defense is too good. And out of the East, I hate to say it, Carolina Hurricanes will be the Eastern <laughs> Conference representative. As much as it pains me to say it, because I am so hopeful for my New Jersey Devils, but they have one piece missing, and that's goaltending, which is what Carolina has. And I think they go to the Eastern. I go. They. I think they go to the Stanley Cup as the Eastern Conference representative. But I have Vegas repeating as your Stanley Cup champion this year. The first time we'll have a repeat Stanley Cup champion, and I can't remember how old, since Tampa Bay. Since Tampa Bay in 2020 and 2021. Well, that's Does one that of really the half cups, really, when it comes down to it. It's, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll go ahead and do our closing thoughts, gentlemen. Uh, we're going to have you promote your stuff. I'm going to start with Brian, who uh, who's this is his first, this is his first hockey super show. So I'm going to have him start. Brian, where can we find you? Other than, the, uh, other than find good good Wi-Fi on a college campus. Yeah, that seems impossible to find. Uh, if anyone knows where good college Wi-Fi is, please send it my way because that <laughs> I'm looking for it. I've been here for four years. Can't find it. Um, no, you can find me on Twitter uh, at uh, BrianKG1016 and on uh, WBCR88.3, The Saint. That's Sienna's College Radio. I know what that station is. I know what that station is. <laughs> Sunday nights at eight. You'll hear you'll hear my beautiful voice. Hey, all right, all right, Captain Lou. Where can we find? Where the people can find you? What's your show? Well, you can find me on YouTube on the Captain Lou Sports Network. Uh, do the Captain Lou Extravaganza weekly, and starting back up next week is my seventh year doing a uh, podcast called the ACHA Power Play. Yeah. Uh, the ACHA, American Collegiate Hockey Association. It is the uh, National Club Hockey Association, technically club hockey, but uh, they've got 500 teams in uh, five divisions, three men's, two women's. It's great hockey. We get coaches, we get administrators, players, broadcasters. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's what I call a last chance for a lot of the junior players that don't make it to the uh, pro level. They can get an education and play college, but we're starting that up. It's going to be every other Wednesday until December. Then it's every Wednesday. It's uh, uh, the American Collegiate Hockey Association, the ACHA Power Play. And uh, you can follow me on X or Twitter at Real Captain Lou. Follow me on Facebook, uh, Captain Lou Extravaganza. I'm still calling it Twitter. I don't care what anybody else. I, I don't right, care what right the brand I'm still it's calling it Twitter. Twitter. Always be Twitter. <laughs> Always and forever and it shall be. Brent, where can people find you? Uh, Mondays and Thursdays, me and my uh, co-host Dave, we do the 1420 Sports Bar podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Uh, we have a lot of laughs there. And then every day, Monday through Friday at uh, 10 a.m. Mountain Time, that's 12 a.m. Uh, East or 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check your local listings. I have 1420 in the morning where we go over the night before with some best bets and uh, talk about uh, just general sports and uh, you get a lot going on there. So yeah, trying to grow the YouTube channel a little bit, and uh, but inch by inch, grow by grow. We're uh, we're, we're going uh, pretty strong here at 1420 World Headquarters. So, yeah. Thanks very much for having me on tonight, Ryan. It's a lot of fun. Oh, thank you for jumping on. And as for me, you can find my show, No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Uh, you can find us right now. We're on Wednesdays. Uh, Dustin and I are on at 8 p.m. Eastern. Talking about all things NFL. Uh, we also started a series called 10 Good Minutes. 
And what we'll do is we'll, we'll talk to a guest. It'll, it'll be myself, myself and Dustin, Dustin him by himself, or we'll just have a guest talk about a random sports topic. We did, we had Dustin give his thoughts about the Seahawks victory over the Giants the other night. We had Eric Arditi from Barstool Sports talking about the talking about the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Uh, we plan on having, having more segments. We just got to 300 subscribers a couple weeks ago, so we're very happy about that. We're, that uh, Our channel's growing on YouTube. Looking for more podcast subscribers. But in the meantime, come on by on, on our live streams. We also do Victory Mondays, which is the New York Jets portion. And coming soon. Those are few and far between. <laughs> Well, that's why I call I was, I, well, it's either Victory Monday or not Victory oh, Monday. Oh, I thought only when they won. That, that was a cheap shot. I'm sorry. I apologize. I kick you off the screen, friend. Jeez. <laughs> tonight, we'll my Jets. Oh, anyway, so there that's either go. Victory or not Victory Monday, which is there the New York go. Jets portion, which I cover the New York Jets. And coming soon, starting this season, we're going to bring Have Another Donut, a New Jersey Devils podcast, over to the No Credentials Required Family of podcasts so stop on by go on youtube go on podcasts uh you can also find me on twitter at who is ryan mcc and you can find no credentials required also on twitter at no creds req thank you drive through all right folks this has been the the early season edition the preseason edition of the belly up sports hockey super show Go to bellyupsports.com. We can find all our articles. We have loads of podcasts. We have loads of podcast shows. Facebook.com forward slash bellyupsports. Hockey is the uh, the hockey channel is Twitter. It's at bellyuphockey and youtube.com forward slash bellyupsports. Subscribe, all that stuff. Check out our other podcasts. Check out our articles. It's great stuff. And we're happy to have you stop by. Again, if you're watching on replay, if you're watching live, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Do all that stuff. So for Brian Germanaro, Lou Gamelin, and Brent Redlinski, I'm Ryan McCarthy. Thanks for joining us on the Belly Up Sports Hockey Super Show. Time to face off. Let's get it going. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Meet. Oh, sorry. I forgot to mention. Thanks to Rod Peterson for stopping by for the first half hour of the program. Uh, we again, we appreciate him taking the time out of his schedule to be a part of our of our humble show here in the corner of the internet. All right, now we're going. Take care, folks. Have a great night.